Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word on this, the most final of worlds. And today is the 12th of February of the year 2020. Happy birthday today in 1809 to both Abraham Lincoln and Charles Darwin, twin originators of both the movie Sliding Doors and respectively the idea of evolution and a figurehead of the nation that holds the biggest number of intelligent design anti-evolution theorists on Earth. (laughs) But only one of them has a car named after him. (laughs) You're, um, the rapper Chuck D took his name from Charles Darwin. <laughs> He's real into birds, was he? Celebrations today include National Plum Pudding Day, a dish that most of us only know through the vector of fairy tales. And your guest today is Mr. Andrew Zoltzman, recently uh, back from his vivisection tour of the UK. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't. I don't like to think of it as a vivisection tour. I just had a few incidents on the roads with some <laughs> slow learning badges. Yeah, well it was that habit of yours of strapping blades to the wheels of your tour bus like Boudicca. Well, that's what we voted for Brexit for, isn't it? Back to good British forms of transport. The bladed wheeled chariot being of course one of them. Coming up we'll be talking all the biggest bigotry news in the under London revelations, but first some headlines. In the news today, in the wake of Prime Minister Scott Morrison's Saturday afternoon announcement that Australia will be introducing new control measures that will see all non-Australians travelling from mainland China barred entry at the border, concerns arising that coronavirus-based Chinese racism is not a victimless crime, as proposed travel bans against Chinese nationals have come up against the reality of international economic interdependency and the fact that Chinese tourists bring in $12 billion a year to the Australian economy. The media is calling the ban unprecedented, despite the fact that we did have a white Australia policy for a while. (laughs) A quick sports story, Alice. I know you're not that into sport, but the Olympics are... uh, Apparently they're going to include online hate speech as a demonstration sport in the uh, 2024 Olympics in Riyadh. Um, Oh, how will they they score that, similar to sort of rhythmic gymnastics? Yeah, I mean, it's a mixture of technical merit and artistic impression and vitriol. Mm. Um, But the thing is, it's quite interesting because there's a lot of... 
discussion about what sport should and shouldn't be in the Olympics, and people say, well, it's not really a sport, but it is global. Uh, it doesn't need high-tech equipment. Actually, it's quite a, an equal sport for lots of nations. Everyone's interested, even if they don't want to be. That's right, and people would love to watch it. So, I mean, why have rowing, which has none of those things, rather than online hate speech? I mean, the thing that rowing does have is occasionally when they're standing on the pontoons in their zoot suits, they will all get boners at the same time. Right. That's... I mean, you used to do a lot of rowing, Alice. <laughs> I did indeed. I'll take your word for that. <laughs> And Mars prison colony worries as recently Chase Bank has claimed a number of Mars convicts who have been freed have hacked into a bank from a small satellite orbiting Mars. They claim it isn't a victimless crime as it is only a matter of time before these criminals branch out from big time bank crime to small personal annoyance crime when spammers will catch on and we start having to field emails from Alpha Centaurian princes with implausible inheritances and cut price Cialis from the dark side of Uranus. Hot signals are in your quadrant of the galaxy and they want to chat. And that is your headlines for today. It's time for your classified ads now. Remember, you can submit an ad by email to thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Smooth FM Easy Listening Radio has branched out to passive-aggressive song dedications. Love love song dedications but have a heart full of loathing? Download the Smooth FM app and as it's uploading, make sure to clatter the dishes in your sink in a really pointed way and the intelligent app design will register your feelings and allow you to make dedications that say, I love you, but... Smooth FM, easy listening radio, love love song dedications in passive-aggressive song form. What is it good for absolutely everything? Half a glass of water. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that is your ads for today. The Last Post. And your top story today, of course. It's all the newest news in the Under London News. Andy, what has happened to London? Well, it's very, very dramatic, isn't it? And, um, uh, well, yeah, we were talking about the, the transport issues the other day. And, well, clearly it's got way out of hand now. And, um, yeah, I mean, the controversy of exactly who who these people are, why, where where they've been all this, have they been there? How long have they been there? I mean, there's an, an awful lot of unsubstantiated rumours going around. I mean, the argument that they are, in fact, the Picts seems to have been borne out by the delegation coming back with square-headed axes, bronze uh, bronze and iron axes. Yeah, but anyone can make an an axe. I mean, how do you test for Pictishness? Can you do a blood test? Is it Right, right, okay. Well, that's... um... I mean, that was the British hieroglyph, wasn't it? And after an early surge in uh, sort of unity among the British people in excitement about these new uh, under-Londoners being potentially the solution to Brexit trade woes, yeah. uh, Piers Morgan and Nigel Farage have once more sort of taken a step back and have decided that these are a threat to the sanctity of British people. Right. Um, there's bigotry, of course, surging up among among Londoners and, and people yeah. outside London who are not obviously part of this. But uh, Did the Victorians not when they were building the London Underground, it's basically how they filled up all those museums with interesting ancient stuff. Was that some kind of deal they made with the Picts in the 1850s, 1860s when they were... I mean, we do not have the documents. It's all extremely uh, worrying. I, I think Because th- clearly they must have found... I mean, there is this rumour, isn't there, that the, the Victoria Line 
was already existing. People are now saying that was a you know Pictish, Pictish tunnel, yeah, tunnel, and you know there were ready-made tunnels with air shafts, and obviously they just ascribed it to the will of God. But at the time, the Victorians were very good at that, and also yeah. ignoring things that they didn't uh, like. the The thing that I'm really what? worried about for today's episode um, yeah. is is the bigotry that's coming out, the fear. Yeah. You know, we saw this with the coronavirus: people wearing masks around Chinese people. A man in Australia died while having a heart attack because people were too worried about the risk of infection to give him uh, CPR. And now people are looking at uh, butt masks for their toilets, as though these picks are going to come up through the toilets oh, right, and get okay. their bottoms. I mean, it's a surge in these butt masks and people right. are walking around in the streets uh, wearing With these ridiculous butt masks. Um, right. You sure as... they're not just shorts? Well, it's sort of the new uh, Southern Cross tattoo, if you know that, right, okay. in Australia yeah. or the, the uh, whatever you guys, the George St. George's Cross thing. Yeah. Um, but now it's now it's a butt mask. What have they been waiting for to, you know, to, I mean, because they obviously thought, well, the, we're going to hold out until the Romans have gone. And then, but at no point thought. No, well, it's the right possible time. that the Romans leaving. Um, they realised that the Romans had left when Brexit happened. Right. Okay. So it's a communication issue. Yeah, communication issue. Well, I we're mean, not coming the, out we're sure that the Romans literally have gone. the EU left, including right. Italy, which carries Rome with it. Okay. And uh, they they must have read about it in a discarded newspaper and thought, at last, right, we can so rise I guess, again. Yeah, because I mean, if you if the way you're working out is by overhearing conversations and the language the change it's not like the romans left overnight is it no so they wouldn't have it's almost too slow a process so we're not going to suddenly go back to speaking whatever we speak well people kept using baths and roads didn't they you know so they didn't rid themselves of the shackles of roman occupation entirely i don't like the way that farage has has turned against them because i mean essentially he's been saying that unless you can prove that someone in your family personally dragged a Bluestone from Wales to Stonehenge, you're not really British. And yet these people, I mean, they're, they're more British than any of us in many ways. Well, this was the thing. Initially, we all thought that it was going to be like a new phase of unity online with people who were, you know, pro-Picts and in this way of a cultural exchange. And Farage seemed to be very pro-Picts in their, in their Britishness. But he's taken a step back from that uh, position and says, in fact, that he never trusted them. And he's always been wearing a butt mask, even under his pants. And and in many ways they should be seen as an inspiration to us that you know they've you know in these kind of Brexit times that they've managed to maintain existence for thousands of years in you know complete literal darkness. So and we can do it in metaphorical darkness. If they can do it in literal darkness, we should see that as a I mean, I think the way that we will start you know broadly as a society to accept the, the picks as, as as part of us is when some of them turn out to be really really good at sport and <laughs> We can you know, bump up our national sports teams with them. Maybe they're really good at flame wars, Andy, well, the newest Olympic sport. Yeah, it, it's possible. I mean, it is a pretty sick burn to just disappear for a thousand years. And it's tricky, isn't it, to say because you know the, the general trope of the insular xenophobe is go back where you came from, but clearly that's exactly where they, as is generally the case, exactly where you know underneath. Underneath London. I mean, that's, that's what they've always been. They don't right. seem to be wanting to come out anytime soon, right. or certainly not until we figured out some sort of treaty. Uh, delegations continue to go in and come out, but yeah. we're not being informed. As the people, we are not being informed of these processes. It's a very non-transparent process, and I think that's one of the reasons why people are getting so angry and so worried, uh, particularly about their butt health. Right. I mean, it is a time of uncertainty and 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 confusion, and, and I think this has really added to it in a very striking and unexpected way. But. 
Well, I, for one, have been poking Mars bars down the drain in order to propitiate them in case right. they turn out to be a hostile force. What, so offerings of goodwill? Yeah, offerings yeah. of goodwill in the form of Mars bars. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think it's something... I think we should probably embrace it as a as a nation. And, you know, there's too, there's too much hostility in the world. And I think you know, when, when you find a lost civilization living under your own capital city, then you're duty-bound to... Uh, yeah, and isn't it the out. most British thing, having reach, an upstairs and a downstairs? Right? Exactly, Exactly. Yes. just need some bells so we can summon up snacks from them. News is still emerging from the under-London city that we are still figuring out how we're going to engage with. We're going across to our reporter on the scene, John Hastings, who is standing by to let us know all the latest development. John, what's going on down there? Alice, it's quite a time. I'm inside a Weatherspoons that's inside another Weatherspoons. It's, of course, <laughs> inside a Pret-a-Manger cup inside of an Argos dressing room where <laughs> Nigel Farage has just announced that he is back to being pro-picked after being against the picks and then pro the picks. No one's really sure what's caused this flip-flop, but we all know it's because of his fishman heritage. Oh, what's that? He is now against the picks. No one's really sure why he's here or what is going on, but Lord knows it's a delightful distraction from any quote-unquote actual issues facing Britain. Well, certainly figuring out how to integrate these people into the societies is playing into Nigel Farage's opinion because he was all for them when he thought they might be Tory voters and now he's against them now that it's considered they might be a drain on the welfare system. You bring up a good point. Polish people all across the UK are rejoicing in that they are no longer the scapegoat for every decision conservative politicians have made. The PICs have already been blamed for a lack of employment and also a rise in unemployment and also a rise in hiring within the United Kingdom. The <laughs> NHS has already reported that they need more nurses and this is being blamed on the picked people's refusal to get into nurse costumes and just pretending to actually be nurses. The Met is facing a rampant amount of strain because they're not sure if they're allowed to police underground based on a variety of treaties that were signed under Henry VIII that have been uncovered in the picked society. I mean, that is all the latest happening there down at the edge of the central line. Alice, where I hate to interrupt you, but Milo Yiannopoulos and Tommy Robinson have just arrived and declared the picked people to be the greatest threat to ever face Britain ever since the invention of alcohol and train delays. It's very... Oh, Gary Barlow has arrived and just announced that he is forming a Take That spin-off group called Take Picked. Lord knows their benefit concert will be formed soon. Let's all hope earplugs reach us quickly. Thank you so much for that. Latest on the scene, John Hastings, you will be there all week. I hope you're all right. Uh, I know you have not been sleeping because you've been giving us coverage 24 hours a day. Uh, but we will see as this news emerges and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. I look forward to it, Alice. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to have what's known as an open eye sleep, which is where I stare forward into a bare light bulb and try <laughs> not to soil myself. There's no time for your letters to the editor today, or rather they were so full of bigotry and fear about the under-Londoners that uh, none of them are worth speaking. But we'll have more letters tomorrow when we come back. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. You can listen again tomorrow. If you have not done so before, please tune in to our previous editions. They go back for about 10 years. Your guest today was Mr Andrew Zaltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug? Uh, well, it depends how my first ever underground gig in London goes. You're doing oh. an underground gig. Is, is this with the jazz or? With... Well, it's it's well a mixture of you know comedy, music, and cabaret for the for the picks. It's a kind of you know, bridge building exercise, and uh, if it goes well, we'll put out a recording uh, for public sale. Bridge building, but I don't know what, tunnel I mean, building. Just don't know what their sense of humour is because I mean obviously British sense of humour is a core core British value and it hasn't changed since the dawn of time. But you do think 
you know, ha- has been living underground for 2,000 years as a civilization changed what you find funny? I imagine it probably must have done. Probably must have done. Well, we have to wait for them to send a delegation out. So far, the delegations have all been one way, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you coming out the other side. I still haven't yeah. seen a picture of a Pict. Well, ironically. Ironically. Yeah. I mean, they just draw themselves, right? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> draw on themselves. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, and my tickets are on sale for Kronos, Alice Fraser Kronos, at Melbourne, Sydney and Perth Comedy Festival in the upcoming months. The last post is a Something Else, Alice Fraser and Bugle podcast production. I'm Alice Fraser. The executive producer is Christopher D. Skinner, and assuming the Picts don't eat us in the night, I will talk to you again tomorrow. 